Section fifteen of Wings and the Child by E. Nesbit. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter five Materials You wander round the house seeking beautiful things which look like other beautiful things. Let us suppose that you have the run of a house where beautiful things are. I will tell you afterwards what to do in the house where beautiful, or at any rate costly things, are not. It is best when the owner of the house is an enthusiastic member of the building party, then she will grudge nothing. In the drawing-room you will find silver candlesticks and a silver inkstand. The candlesticks are like pillars. Put the inkstand across the pillars, and you have a gateway of unexampled splendour. If there be a silver-backed blotting-book, take it. It will make the great door of your greatest temple. Silver bowls should not be passed by, nor bronzes. A vase of Japanese bronze, set up between two ebony elephants, crowns a flat-pillared building with splendour. There may be Chinese dragons or Egyptian gods that have lain a thousand years safe in their bronze amid the sands of the desert, cast aside by the foot of the camel, unseen in the shadow of the tent, and now decking the mantelpiece of the room you are looting. Little silver figures of knights in armour and what not, take them if you get the chance. Chessmen, too, as many as you can get, the carved ivory ones, of red and white, and the black and brown kind, where the heads of the kings and queens are so like marbles, and those of the pawns like little boot-buttons. Draughts, too, and spillikins, and those little metal animals, heavy and coloured lifelike, which you see on glass shelves in the fancy shop, take them, too. They will serve other uses than those to which you will dedicate your Noah's Ark animals. Card-counters, especially the golden and mother-of-pearl kinds, and dominoes, and the willow-pattern pots and a blue cup or so from the glass-fronted cupboard. Take all these, always giving preference to the things that you will not be asked to put back the same day. Little Japanese cabinets, tea-caddies of tortoise-shell or wood or silver, silver boxes, and boxes of all beautiful kinds. Do not take the playing cards that people play bridge with. These are never quite the same after they have been used in magic cities, and the Queen of Hearts always gets lost. You can usually acquire odd packs of cards that nobody wants. Those with black and gold backs are the best. They make gorgeous pagodas, and a touch of plasticine keeps each card where it should be. In the dining-room you may acquire, perhaps, at least you can in mine, brass finger-bowls, and the lids of urns and kettles from the dresser, egg-cups and mugs and basins of lustre and of blue. Also those very little pewter liqueur-cups from Liberty's, and the tumblers for your towers of light, if you are going to have any. The library will yield you books and atlases, very useful for roofs these last, if they do not slope too much from back to edge. If they do, you can get even with them by wedges of paper laid in on the thin side. But the kitchen will be your happiest hunting-ground, and here you will make a good bag even in those houses where you are not allowed any of the treasures from the drawing-room or the dining-room. Tins, tins of all kinds and shapes, from the tin that once held Bath Oliver's, and its lesser brother where coffee once lived, to the square smaller tins designed for cocoa, mustard, pepper, and so forth. 
a flour-dredger and a pepper-pot, a potato-cutter, patty-pans, and those little tall tins that you bake castle puddings in, the round wooden moulds with which dairy-maids imprint cows and swans upon pats of butter, the kitchen mortar, especially the big marble one, so heavy that cook does not care to use it, brown earthenware bowls and stewing-pots, the lids of teapots, clothes-pegs, jars that have held ginger, and jars that have held jam, especially the brownish corrugated kind of jar. All these things and many more you may glean in a kitchen whose queen is kind. One of the most beautiful buildings I have ever made was built of kitchen things, and bricks and the boxes of bricks, a few shells and a few chessmen. The three tall towers are two cocoa tins, and a bath oliver tin, very brightly polished. The windows and doors and crenellations are of black passe-partout, that nice gummed paper which you buy in reels for binding pictures and glass together, when you don't want to have picture-frames. On the tops of the tins are the lids of a silver urn, a silver butter-dish, and a silver jam-jar. A salt-cellar, wrong way up, with a white chestnut on it, and a pepper-pot with passe-partout doors and windows, stand at the base of the tower, and turrets are made of round bricks and draughts, with the chess-castles on the top. The porch is a big potato-cutter, with a white chess-king on it, and on each side two books with a binding of white and pale gold. Along the top of the porch run the lids of two domino-boxes. On these are two rounds that happened when the arches were being cut out. On these little pearl shells are glued, and little roofs of blue tiles complete the porch. Behind these more books, white and pale gold with marbled sides, lead up to the platform on which the great tin towers rise up against the snowy background, linen sheets over the backs of chairs. The lower building is of the boxes of bricks, faced with bricks, and bearing a large blue jar crowned with a silver egg-cup, a flower-dredger and a pepper-pot, and some blue and white tiles. An Egyptian god stands at the corner of the upper and the lower building, and two green trees with white roses grow out of a tomb at the left. The pathway is of tiles edged with fir-cones, and two rose-trees within tubs cotton reels, stand at its beginning. The whole thing was blue and silver and black, and I wish I could show you a coloured picture of it, or better still, build the thing up for you to see. The lower platform on the right is a box faced with silver seed-vessels of honesty, and the arches and court are red. The steps are made of blocks of sugar. The tank is edged with red bricks, and the water where the seal swims is silver paper. In front is a pavement made of mother-of-pearl card-counters, and the inside of the court is made of one large red tile with a pattern of white on it. You can do this with a square board painted red and counters laid on it. The fountain in the middle is a brass match-box, and the waters that rise from it are silver paper, but in the picture the water of the fountain seems to have been blown aside by the wind, which no doubt is severe in those desolate regions of snow. You can build just such another tower and castle with the things you have, but when once you start building you will most likely think of some other way, quite different from mine, and just as good. Tiles, by the way, are most useful, and if you have an uncle who is an architect, he will have any number sent to him as samples, and he will be rather glad to get rid of them. 
If your uncles are all eminent in other walks of life, it is a pity. But you are probably friends with the man who papers and paints your house, or the man who comes when the pipes burst at Christmas, or the man who comes about the gas, or the man who knows all the sullen secrets of the kitchen range. It will be strange if none of these can get you a few coloured tiles, when once they know you want them. It is well, if you are a child with a taste for building, to take pains to become acquainted with all the men who come to your house to do interesting things with tools and wood and iron and lead. Quite apart from the joy of watching their slow and mysterious processes, and thinking how easy it would be to be a plumber or a paperhanger yourself, there are all sorts of things left over from their work, which are of no use to them, but may be of much use to you. All sorts of screws and nails, for instance, these generous men will now and then bestow, little screws of dry colour, little pieces of brass, door-knobs and finger-plates, thick red earthenware pipe, good for towers, lengths of pleasantly coloured wallpaper, the wrong side of which, being plain, can be used for all sorts of purposes. Lead piping is useful too, especially if you get it cut into two-inch lengths and cut straight. The sections make excellent and stable flower-pots for cities. Bits of brass tubing are useful too. In fact, brass objects of all sorts deserve your careful consideration, because, if a city is to look handsome, it must have a good deal of metal about it, as the cities in Atlantis did. As I write, I see more and more clearly that a sharp distinction must be drawn between cities built and demolished in an afternoon, and cities that can be kept going and added to day by day for weeks. You may often be fortunate enough to raid drawing-room and dining-room, and to use the spoils for a building that only lasts a day, but no one will strip her rooms of all the pretty things you want, and let you keep them for weeks. Therefore, if you are going to build a city that is to go on, you must collect the materials of your own, and the odds and ends that amiable workmen will readily give you will take a useful place in your collection. If you let it be known that you want odds and ends of pretty and simple shapes, your friends will save them for you, and you will gradually amass the things you need. I know well enough that there will have to be a place to keep them, but the toy cupboard, if you clear out all the toys you never play with, will hold a good deal, and many of the things you collect will do for other purposes as well as for the building of cities. End of section 15